Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So if you, if you would just turn with me to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, we're going we're gonna to start in, um, let's start in verse 31. Really excited about this word this morning. So it says, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall I eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Its own trouble. What a great text. It's been challenging me like no other. So I have a question for you. I have a question for you. And the response to your response to this, this question should reveal how you view God. Right? So before you respond to this question, I want you to think back on times where, um, that God brought you through some things, times that he showed up. And then I want you to think about where you are right now and some of the things you're praying for, or what, or some of the things that you're going through. Okay? So I have a question. So you ready for the question? Do you believe God is faithful? Yes. See, it does not require a church response. It requires a response where you actually really know and you've experienced God's faithfulness in his life. So do you believe God is faithful? Yes. Like no matter what you go through in life, you believe that God is faithful. Yes. God is faithful. Yes. Why do we worry so much? We worry about everything. <laughs> like on one hand, we say God is faithful, but then when we get bill in the mail, we get a family friction or this and that, a loss of a job, and we go, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Oh, we get so, so stressed out. Why do we worry so much? Why do we worry? The Lord brought me to the scripture and and, and things that I've been praying about and, and, and just reading the scripture about seek these first of the, his, his kingdom and his righteousness and all this and that. And the Lord is saying, son, why do you worry so much? Do you actually believe that I'm faithful? See, the, it's, it's, one, it's, it's good to know that he's faithful, but it's, dif- it's different when you walk in his faithfulness. So God wants us to walk in his faithfulness like our actions should reveal his faithfulness. How we make decisions, how we treat people, right? Things that we're waiting for God to answer prayers. Our actions should reveal his faithfulness. See, God doesn't want us to use his name in vain. 
right? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't want us to use his name in vain. It's not, using his name in vain, it's not about just saying, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, people, my mom used to go, don't say that. That's using his name in vain. That's not what it means. It's when you mis misrepresent him. When you call yourself a Christian and you don't walk in his faithfulness. We get all worried about tomorrow, things, little things, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, and all these guys saying that I got it. Do you believe I have it? Well, you need to walk in it. Talk is cheap. <laughs> it is. It's really, really cheap. But faith is expensive. <laughs> huh? Talk is cheap. Faith is expensive. Because it's going to cost you a lot. <laughs> it's going to cost you a lot. Do you believe that God is faithful? Do you believe that God is faithful? faithful. God has been challenging me on that, on my words, but more so on my actions. Do you believe that I am faithful? So your actions should reveal his faithfulness, right? We worry so much. Our worship should reveal his faithfulness, right? Sometimes people have a hard time worshiping God. You cannot walk with a God you don't worship. You, it's in, like it's impossible to walk with him and you don't worship him. You have to have a lifestyle of worship. Your whole life should be about worshiping God. Everything about you should be a worship to the Lord. That's challenging, huh? I was just, just beating me up, I felt like. Just like, yeah, so he gave it to me. So I'm giving it to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? God is faithful. We have to, we, our actions should reveal his faithfulness. His faithfulness. God doesn't want to live, God doesn't want us to live a life on cliches. Right? Because sometimes people come to church, right? And they look defeated, right? They really look defeated, but they say God is good. They walk around, oh, woe is me. Woe, woe is me, woe is me. God is good. He's good all the time. If God looks like that, I don't want anything. Right? So, our, so God doesn't want us to live a life. God doesn't want cliche Christians. Right? Just speak the word, right? But don't live it. We need to back it up with actions. Like our actions should reveal his faithfulness. God is faithful. The word says he is faithful when we're not. He is faithful when we're not. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that we walk around, um, you know, being un unfaithful and, th and things like that. If we're faithful, he is, he is faithful. No, that's not what it means. He's just faithful. He doesn't need us. <laughs> he will just be, he's just faithful just because. That's just who he is. He's just faithful. He doesn't need us to do things, right? He's just faithful because he is God. So God, with this text, seek thee first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. All these things will be added to you. Such a simple text, but the most challenging text 
I think, is to seek him first, his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. He's basically saying, don't seek all these things first. Seek me first. Seek my presence first. Seek my will first. It's a challenge for all of us. And God revealed three things to me, three things about his kingdom, about his kingdom. Three things he revealed to me. The first one is, he says, putting his kingdom first is the first step uh, uh, to, uh, to walk in the pathways of his miracles. Let me say it again. Putting God's kingdom first is the first step to the pathways of God's miracles. It's the first step. So putting his kingdom first is the pathways of his miracles. See, a lot of times we don't experience miracles. Why don't we experience miracles? Because we don't seek him first. I mean, God's all about our journey, our faith journey. Our faith journey is not about intellectually or emotionally, uh, emotional, spiritual highs. No, it's about about God just showing up, meeting us where, where, um, where we are, yeah. right? In the mundane and in the miraculous. He's all about showing up. He's all about us experiencing his goodness, right? So God, so God wants us, right, to seek him on this spiritual journey that we're on. If, we're, if we seek him, that means we're on the, on the right path to his miracle. But when we steer away, when we go different directions, right, right, we, we're not on the path of, of his miracles. So it's like to seek him first. Seek him first. I mean, you know the story with Elijah, right, how God was sending him on, on, on the path, right? He, um, he, was, he sent him, he told him to go to, uh, what's, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Zerapath, Zerapath, something like that, that'll work, all right. You just notice I looked at the doctor, right? Because he, <laughs> right? It was it was a dangerous trip. It was it was a drought there, right? But but Elijah was was obedient, and he he um he he went on this journey, and God guided him through the through the journey, right? Even though it was a drought, right? He might have he might have just think about what was his mindset. And it's like it's like dry. It's a drought. It's like nothing's happening. I don't know how I'm gonna eat. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to actually get to where God's um, calling me to go, right? Because he, he might have been tired, might have been starving, might have been weak, right? But God, on, that, on his journey, provided for him. Yeah. With, the, with the birds and, uh, and, and all of that, that, that couldn't be me because I wouldn't eat off of birds. I can't stand birds. <laughs> but praise God, God knew that he can provide for Elijah, so he provided for him. He never missed a meal. He never missed a meal. So on this journey that God sent him on, he met this woman. And they both experienced God's miracles in their lives. But the kingdom of God is an alignment of priorities. Right? So we are just so clamor with um, um, just stuff in our lives, just with, with like um, things that compete with our time and our devotion, jobs kids, just everything, just compete with our time. And if we're not careful, those things will hinder us from connecting with God. 
Those things get in the way of what God wants to do in our lives. So we have to be careful. Like we have to, I think Pastor Pete, Pete preached a message on priorities. It was awesome, awesome message. I don't remember the name of it, but you got to listen to it anyway. Go find it and in in, um, whatever. Okay, so, but it was like awesome. It was an awesome message. But the kingdom of God is an alignment of priorities. Like we have, God must be first. He demands that he is first. He's not going to force you to be first, but he is saying that if you want to walk on the right path, I must be first. I must be first in your your life. Otherwise, we're confined and we allow circumstances and situations to dominate our lives, right? Our priorities and goals should always be aligned with God's purpose for our lives, right? Purpose for our lives. So So I had to do a self-check on this piece, right? How to do a self-check, right? You have to recognize that stress of chaos versus the blessings of order. Because the, 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 the text, our text is saying that seek thee first uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so when you seek God first, right, you get peace. You get all the fruits of the spirit, peace, joy, happiness, all those things. But this text is challenging us. If we don't seek him first, we will have a chaotic life. Right? So if we don't, if we don't ask God to vet our decisions, right? I know I'm great at creating chaos in my life based on decisions. I am very, very good. I actually have a degree in it. But I had to submit that degree. I had to give it to to the Lord and say, God, your ways are better than my ways. Your plans are better than mine. Right? So if we seek him first, right, we get peace off our decisions. We get joy. And we're on the right path that God has a plan for each one of us. Each one of us he has a plan for. Right? So when we seek him first, we, we now travel on this journey that we're supposed to travel on. Yeah. Right? It's tough to travel on a journey with a lot of chaos going on in your life. That's dead weight. Yeah. You get tired. You get tired. You get tired. You get tired. It's hard to walk in this journey when you got so many other things competing with, with your attention, competing with your time with God. God said, I demand to be first. I demand to be first. So we have to look at our lives. So we have to look at, uh, recognize the stress of chaos versus the blessing of order, right? So, so when you made, when you did things on your own, what was the outcome? Yeah. Versus when you put God first, what was the outcome? I'll guarantee you, like, your testimony is based on putting God first. Things that you don't want to talk about, it's probably when you didn't put God first. Like, I don't want to really want to talk about that stuff. That's like, that's the past. That's, 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 the, that's the past. I don't really want to talk about that. So we have to think about that, right? So, so. How, the times that I think about when, um, times when I had the most growth in my life is when I sought God for certain things, right? You know, it's, it's amazing when God revealed himself to you. Oh, my gosh. 
everything starts to make sense, right? It feels better. I get so much peace and this joy. I'm not saying that we will never go through difficulties, but I'd rather go through dif difficulties seeking God first and then seeking the world versus seeking the world. That's the world is just full of pain after pain after pain after pain after pain. After. It's like a, a vicious cycle. You can't come up for, for water. For, uh, you can't come up for, not air. water, air. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. So seek thee first the kingdom, kingdom of God. Things are so much better when they are in God's hand. Our lives are so much better when, the, when it's in God's hands. Right? I don't like chaos. Like, I can't function in chaos. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I just don't like it. I mean, because our God, it says 1 Corinthians 14, 33, God is, a, is not a God of confusion, but of peace. But that's not God. If you live a chaotic life, it's not God. Stop giving the enemy so much credit. I mean, seriously, like, I hear people all the time where they, they I mean, some people live in chaos. I, I'm, I'm telling you, some people live in chaos, so it's just, and they give the enemy so much credit, they're like, oh, I must have a big call on my life. I mean, the enemy just keeps attacking, attacking. No, it's really your decision. I, I mean, it's really your behavior. Like, we want to, like, puff up the enemy. Like, oh, it really, we're puffing up the enemy to puff up ourselves. Like, oh, yeah, I've got a big call. I'm like, look how much I'm being attacked. You're being attacked is because you live in chaos. Chaos just follows you. <laughs> it's like bringing the chaos with you. Like, come on. But our decisions sometimes, if we don't see God first, we create chaos. We create it. We, we give birth to it. Right? So it's just like, so if we don't have a habit of seeking God first, seeking God first, he said, God, again, God said, here's your life. I have it right here. All the plans, all your needs, all that you have, I have it right here. Right? But the world has a different plan. The world says, here it is. I have it right here. Just come follow me. Just come follow me. Come follow me. So if we start seeking, if we become selfish, if we become all, it becomes all about us, right, we will follow with the world and we won't follow God. So it's like God doesn't want us to live in chaos. When, when God is not first in our lives, we are permitting and promoting chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So when we promote chaos, we give the enemy so much access to us. It's like walking through the same doors. If you walk through the same doors of the past, guess what? The enemy knows where to find you. You're just walking through the same doors, hanging with the same people. All the time, the same decisions. You're walking through the same, same doors. You have to look at your life and be like, okay, I need to change up the game. The game needs to change. I had to do something different in my life. I can't live with chaos. I can't live with chaos. You know, it's very difficult. 
to counsel individuals that live with chaos? Because that's all they know. I can't take on grown folks' problems. Grown folks' problems are heavy, man. That's heavy. Especially if you're used to living with chaos. See, we accept our eternal chaos as normal and maybe even permissible. And we grant the same privilege to others and to the enemy. Yeah, yeah. We accept our eternal chaos as normal and maybe even permissible. And we grant the same privilege to others and to the enemy. We say things like, well, I'm not perfect. I don't expect anyone else to be perfect. Right? We start selling ourselves short. We allow people to say what they want with us, do what they want with us. Like, I, you can't just say anything to me. Yeah, like, I mean, like, you have, to, I, you have to take ownership of what you say. Like, I, I have to safeguard what you, what you say to me, what people say to me. Because people will love to tear you down with their words. No, we must demand. See, when you try to tear someone down with their words, or when a person tears you down with their words, then you take on that chaos because you start living it. So then you live with that. You start thinking about uh, um, uh, the words that they, that they say you hold on to, and then your life becomes chaotic, right? Because, you, you don't, you don't, because you're living with this, and, you, you, and you, you get frustrated with people. I cannot allow your words to stick with me. You can't. So don't allow people to just dump on you with, with their words. Right? Because then it becomes your identity. Right? How you, think of, how you think of yourself. Then how you think of yourself become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right? Then you start identifying with the words that people say or identifying with your struggles. You know, then you, you're identifying with being, being a victim. Right? See, some people have nothing to replace chaos with. That's why we create it so, so often. Right? You ever met a fixer? Right? You ever met a fixer? People like to fix things all the time. Like to fix people all the time. They don't have anything to replace chaos with. So when they fix things, you know, some people get in, you know, involved in people's stuff and drama all the time. You know that person that always creates drama? Pray for them. Pray for them. Because they have nothing to replace chaos with. Just pray for them. Let's pray for them. They have nothing to replace chaos with. So they, what they do, they become the fixer. They try to fix everything. And it's like, I can fix you. They have all the answers. I'm hesitant to talk to someone that they feel like they have all the answers. I know who has all the answers. And I hope you're seeking him. Because sometimes, sometimes I may be in, a, in, a, in a, a, a tough rut right now and I need a word from the Lord and that word may come through you. It may come through you. But you got to be seeking the Lord. You got to be seeking the Lord. Is this all right? We must demand. Seek thee first. God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. We must demand peace. We must demand order in our lives. We must demand, avoid chaos 
avoid chaotic people, <laughs> right? Love on them, but don't allow them to, to dump, dump on you, right? Seek thee first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. See, when you seek God first, you get so much peace. Everything just falls in line of where he's trying to take you. It's an awesome text. God gave me revelation on this text, and it was, it was, it was about my relationship with him. Right? So here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. An alignment in a relationship with God means that you are living and loving in the same direction as God. So being in alignment with God, that means that we're living and we're loving in the same direction as God. See, I know we have to obey God. I know we have to live a lifestyle of faith, right? But God's been challenging me on this particular area, this particular area. He says, I want you to live a life that is fully surrendered to me. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.